Hello and welcome to V's Wisdom Tree. Today, I'll be talking about being rewired by trauma. That's right. We're talking about being rewired by trauma. Have you been rewired by trauma? Hello and welcome to V's Wisdom Tree. Today, I'll be talking about being rewired by trauma. That's right. We're talking about being rewired by trauma. Have you been rewired by trauma? I asked the question if you have been rewired by trauma because... In life, when trauma happens, PTSD, molestation, rape, car accidents, kidnappings, any type of trauma that you may have been in have probably rewired you. This podcast came about when um, just thinking In my shower, the title came to me because I was rewired by trauma. Some of my trauma came from childhood and the biggest part of trauma came from a near-death car accident that I was in during the year of 1997. Here I was just turned 21, already had my first son. He was approximately eight months old. And here I was in a tragic accident. I did not make it back home and I didn't get to see my child. This accident rewired me so hard in the beginning to where I was scared to drive again. Have you been there? Have you been rewired by some type of trauma that makes you no longer do some things that you used to do or that you used to hope to do, wish to do, dream to do? This was me. Here I was just turned 21. I was in the Navy and enjoying life. It was tough being a single parent and living a life of something that I didn't dream of. Everybody kept talking about the casinos and how fun the casinos were and how you can win this money. And they were just talking about how much fun it was to go to a casino. So me and my girlfriend, best friend at the time, we decided, hey, why not go and enjoy ourselves? We was ride or die chicks. We loved hitting the highway together. We would go out of town and just have a ball. And, you know, I didn't drink or smoke or anything like that. So I wasn't getting the free drinks 
while playing at the casino. But back then, if you played, you got to drink free. Whatever type of drinks they was giving out, people got to drink free. So, you know, I, w- I was cheap because I don't care to lose my money, honey. And still don't. We was playing and I was playing the slot machine, the quarters, nickels, dimes or whatever. But at the time we was h- hitting them quarter machine. And it, you boy, back then casinos was fun. I have my kids laughing sometimes, you know, because I describe what the casino sounded like. Honey, when you play the slot machine back in the 90s, it say ching a ling 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 When them coins get the dropping, you hear me? Them coins that you get all excited when them coins get the dropping. And you'll be like, man, I can't wait to count my money when I get home. And since I had a child already, I was like, mm, I'm not going to cash in my coins. I'm going to keep these coins in this big old cup. Take them home, put them in his bank. Those quarters never made it home. I never knew how much I had won off of the few dollars that I played because I never made it home. On our way back, neither one of us had been drinking. We were just sitting there playing the slot machine because here I am just turned 21 a few months before and wanted to go to the casino. So we were on our way back home in my first little car and little four door car. I believe it was a Mercury Topaz and we were on our way back and we were driving from Tunica, Mississippi back to Millington, Tennessee. And here we are riding back, just listening to the music. I love to play gospel music. She didn't like to listen to it. (laughs) But boy, did I love me some gospel music. I was either playing that or we was listening to some old R&B from back then. And we were just riding along. We had our seatbelts on back then. You know, you had the automatic seatbelts that came across you and then you had a lap belt to strap. And we had our seatbelts on. And. All of a sudden, we was on this one lane going, one lane coming road, highway, and I seen a car, mid-sized car coming up behind us, and a male driving with some sunglasses on. And next thing I know, I saw, because he was flying, and I remember reaching for my friend's hand, hollering, oh Lord, because the next thing I seen was grass. We was riding on the overpath and we flew off the overpath. I don't remember anything that happened during the flying over the overpath. I remember when I I guess I came to or what have you, someone holding their hand in my back. Trying to tell me it was going to be okay. I kept hearing a lot of commotion around me and I kept asking for my friend. And I remember hearing them saying they needed a flight back. And when they were saying that they needed this helicopter to come to get the other person, I knew something seriously was wrong. So, 
you know, it's crazy when something happens to you and you can't remember any of the details. It bothered me a lot because I wanted to know what had happened to us. So I once I got the police report, I reached out to each of the witnesses. I got a chance to meet with one of the witnesses and it was an older gentleman. And as soon as I met him and heard his voice, I remembered him from the accident because he was the person that was holding his hand in my back. And we met because I wanted some understanding of what had happened. If he saw anything that had happened. And they were quite a few cars back him and the people that was in the vehicle with him. They were quite a few vehicles back, but they say they saw us just flipping, flipping and flipping. And the other vehicle came back up and drove away. Nobody got the license plate number. They did say it was the color of the car that I had said at the time and that it was a mid-sized vehicle. But nobody had gotten the information. That person could have came from anywhere because they might have been coming from the casino, too, and might have been drinking. So here we are. They're telling me what they saw and they had to stop. People weren't stopping. They stopped. They waited. And I remember being taken to the hospital in Mississippi being told that my back was fractured in two different places. I couldn't stand up straight at all. It hurt so bad because I fractured my back in the area where your back bends above your waist. So without that area being solid anymore, it affected everything that I did. I was worried about my child because I had a babysitter that I took him to every day. This family was wonderful to me. They treated me like I was part of their family and they was always there for me. When I had a chance to finally call them, I had to try to arrange, you know, either for them to watch him or for somebody to try to get him because my mom lived over eight hours away. She couldn't get there that fast. And everybody you know, I was there alone. I didn't have uh, blood relatives, but I did have some family that chose me as their family. So I called one of my co-workers. We were real good friends as well and still are today. And she went and got my baby eventually and kept him, you know, and everybody was saying it's going to be OK. They're going to watch my baby. But hey, you know, new mom, never been away from your child. You worry about your child because you think, is everybody going to treat my baby the same? Or how is my baby going to be with that person when they've never been around them that long? And so, you know, um, it was crazy. And those doctors there, they didn't do me right. Um, they were trying to make me get up and walk. I had a big hematoma in my back where the blood had pooled from the way my back was fractured. And as soon as I got back on base, I had to go be checked out at the base hospital. 
And when they did all their testing, I was told, don't you move. We're sending you back into the hospital here in Memphis. Because if you move the wrong way, you will be paralyzed. Wow. Talk about getting rewired by my trauma. But before I was put back into the hospital, you know, I was still asking about my friend and I didn't have any details, never got any details. So I was placed back into the hospital for a while longer. My mom finally made it in town to get my baby, take care of my baby, to try to help me, brought a cousin to try to help because now I can't lift my baby. Because I can't lift a certain weight because of my back. And here I am in the hospital worried about my baby being rewired because now I didn't forgot things that have happened to me. I don't understand. A whole lot of my life has just disappeared because I had a tremendous traumatic brain issue from the concussion that I received. They say we were thrown out of the vehicle and each one of us was laying on opposite ends of the car. My car was upside down and still running when people had arrived. And they kept asking me, how did you get out the car? And I was like, I don't know. I didn't even know I was out the car. So just think and see how things can rewire your brain from your trauma. Think about how you go about life after something traumatic happened to you. Did you change? Did you become more cautious, more defensive, reclusive, isolated? What changed about you? Things change and they really changed for me. When I was finally able to get out of the second hospital, my friend that picked me up took me to go see the friend that was injured in the car with me. I was not prepared for what I was about to see. Her, we ran into her family going to the um, elevators and I remember them looking at me in such a way that it just pierced my soul. It made me feel bad because you could tell that they were blaming me. Here I am, this 21-year-old young lady. And this was my first car. And here I am feeling guilty myself because now I feel responsible because I was the one that wanted to go to that casino. And since we hung out together and did so much together, of course my best friend was going to go and we had a blast. We just didn't know that we were not going to make it back the same way we went. So as we walked into her room, I was not prepared to see this half moon attached to her head 
holding her head in place. And the closer I walked, the more in depth I saw how this half moon was attached to her head. I never knew that they drilled holes into your head, your skull, in order to secure this half moon to your head. And then there was a weight hanging to hold her head in place. She had broken her neck, which left her paralyzed from the chest down. This lady was older than me, had been in the military longer than me, was planning to retire. And I ruined her career. So I felt at the time. It was not my fault that this person drove like this behind me and I had nowhere to go. However, when you go through something like that and you really care about people, it makes you blame yourself. So it rewired me to not have people in the car with me for a long time. It rewired me to be scared every time somebody sped up behind me and begun to panic every time somebody would fly up behind me. And I would have flashbacks so vivid to the point it almost felt like it was happening over and over again. I had to become, had to come, had to get over that traumatic event. Did I really? No. I never got over the tra traumatic event that happened in my life. Instead, I had to learn how to cope with it. And I had to fight that battle every day because my mom couldn't stay forever and I needed to be able to drive myself places. So when I got another car and I was showing my mom back to the highway so that she could drive back home, um, a big truck came flying up behind me and I panicked and hit my brakes instead of speeding up. And then it clicked. Oh, you better move out the way before you get hit again. So, yes, it rewired me and it began to make me become a defensive driver, a very defensive driver. It made me look even more for things that could possibly happen. It rewired me to th wonder why was I still here? People always say you don't question God. Sometimes in life, though, being a human, you do because you're wondering why me? Some may say, why not you? You might have been built for this. When you're going through something, it does not feel like you're built for it. It does not feel like God has prepared you for it. It does not feel like you're going to make it through on the other side. 
this traumatic event, it rewired me so to the point that only people that could ride in my vehicle was my child. And as I had more children, I was still rewired the same way years later because I never want to feel the responsibility of somebody else getting hurt or injured on my watch, even though it was not my fault. It still felt like it was my fault. So think back on your life of the things that have happened to you that may have rewired your brain to make you act the way that you do now, respond to things the way that you do now. You know, when you go through certain traumas in life, it makes you become a different person than you would have been. And I know this car accident, it really changed my life. It changed it so to the point of I lost out on doing a lot of things in my 20s because of the pain. A lot of times I no longer wanted to be here because of the pain. I kept asking God, why did you keep me here if this is all I'm going to have? Is this pain? I can't pick my child up. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I eventually no longer felt responsible for what happened to my friend. And I no longer asked the question of why did you keep me here? However, like I said, it's still rewired my brain. I look at things so differently and sometimes it makes you compartmentalize things that have happened to you because you don't want to keep reliving the trauma. Prayer works. However, you still fall into some things of what you've been through because in life, there's always going to be lessons learned that will show you a resemblance of what you've already been through. That wasn't my only accident. Here I was another time. I had my youngest child in the vehicle with me. And we were sitting at a red light on our way to the red light. We come down off this uh, bridge area. It's kind of like an overpath part where you come down and you know how your speed picks up. The speed was picking up fast. So, of course, since it's 40 miles an hour speed limit, I was hitting my brakes before that light had turned red so that I wouldn't go over the speed limit. So I had already been riding my brakes. And then when the light turned, we were sitting at a red light. We were in the second from the father's right lane. Just sitting there enjoying music or whatever. We had stopped at McDonald's, gotten something to take home. And here we are in this minivan that I hadn't been too long, had about a year. And somebody hits me from behind. Here I am sitting at a red light. And now I'm going through this traumatic event again. And I didn't realize I was hit at first until my youngest son said, Mom, did you hear the glass break? 
the back windshield broke. And we was knocked out into the middle of the street through the light and almost hit the turn signal light pole in the middle of the road. We had been knocked three lanes over from where we were sitting. And we were turned facing the light pole. And in this accident, I tore my rotator cuff. And I was worried about my youngest son. My foot was still sitting on the brake. So I knew surely we was not just hit. My foot is on the brake. What in the world is happening here? And the guy comes over from his big old truck. And I was pissed. Do you hear me? Of course, I was. I'm a sailor. So, yes, I said some sailor words, honey. And I was so upset asking them what were they doing to not see my brake lights. And they going to have the nerve to tell me they were looking over their shoulder. So here I am. I'm jolted back in the 90s. This was 2005. And now I'm jolted back to 1997 of being hit from behind the first time. And I'm like, what in the world do people be doing to not pay attention to what's ahead of them? It wasn't like I was dipping and dabbing lanes and switching and flying and, and cutting people off or nothing. I was doing what I was supposed to do. And here I am. Now I'm questioning God. Why does this keep happening to me? I'm trying to live right. I'm trying to do right. Yes, I might have done some wrong in my lifetime, but I'm trying to do right all the time. And this is what keep happening to me. Why does this keep happening to me? I'm already messed up from the first one. And now here I am messed up again. This person gets to walk away as well. And here I am with a second totaled out vehicle. What am I to do? Now I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to drive anywhere again. And now I have three children that I have to take care of because what? I'm a single parent. Me and my ex-husband had been divorced then about a year or so. And here I am. Scared to drive again because here I'm getting re rewired by another traumatic event. I was to the point of when I would come out of the house driving and people flying up behind me or swapping lanes right up in front of me, cutting me off. And it made me so paranoid because I didn't want something to happen to one of my children or myself again. Because it's hard raising your kids when you have all of these physical disabilities because of the pain that you suffer on a daily basis. To look at me, you would know it because I hide it well. When you have to fake in front so long, you learn how to hide it well because you don't want people continually staring at you. So it rewired me to the point of when people would drive crazy, I would 
stop whatever I was planning to do and go back home and hide in isolation. We didn't have taxis, a bunch of taxis here. So um, we didn't really have a way to ride around and we stay out in a rural area. So the bus didn't come here. So if you didn't have your own transportation, you had no way to go anywhere. So this is an example of how trauma can rewire you. I was rewired so much so to the point we would be at home and not really do the things or if we would try to go somewhere and it happened again, I wouldn't do anything but turn right back around and go back home. And of course, my three children would be disappointed if we were going somewhere to do something for them with them. And now mom's turning back around and they don't understand why. Because in that wreck, if my two older children would have been in the van with us, their heads might have been knocked off because they liked sitting on that third row. And the way this truck hit my van, it has smashed in the back lift gate into the back seats. The seats were climbed over on each other. It was a split row that you could fold it down on one side and keep the other side up but it had messed it up so bad to where probably would have knocked their heads off so now here i am rewired in this event to not want something where the back hatch is so close to the seats rewired so much so that i didn't know if i wanted to get another vehicle because everybody else keep tearing up my stuff and I have to start all over again. What has happened in your life to rewire your brain and how did you deal with it? Did you change anything? How are you coping today? Have you learned new coping skills? I started going to a bunch of groups at the VA to try to learn new coping skills, try to learn that I, I'm going to forever be recovering in this life because all of these traumatic events, the first one caused major depression. The second one caused that depression some more. The first one caused PTSD. So it just continues to affect your life. You end up learning how to cope some. However, that doesn't mean things don't trigger you back. It doesn't mean that things don't set you back. It doesn't mean that I don't get triggered to the point of isolating myself at home again. It doesn't mean that it doesn't set me back to a depressed state of not wanting to get out of the bed. But I had to keep living and had to keep going because I had kids to raise. I put my children before me a lot of the time because I wanted them to have a great life. I wanted them to be the best that they could be because God continued to bless me to do the best that I knew to do. 
but those events rewired my brain rewired by trauma what trauma were you rewired by if you hadn't been to some type of counseling I strongly suggest you go get help if you hadn't come up with some coping skills I suggest you strongly find you some Music is a coping skill for me. I love listening to gospel. I love listening to R&B. I used to love playing the piano and I lost that love when I hurt my shoulder and had to have surgery. I used to love crocheting and somewhere along the way after my mom passed and shoulder surgery twice especially after my mom passed, it feels like I've lost my love for my crochet. And this just shows every time you go through something traumatic, it will rewire your brain. If it doesn't, you are definitely blessed that it didn't. So I just want you to take away from this today to get the help that you need if you need some help. Get yourself up, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, know that it's going to be okay. And find something that you love to do and do it as a coping mechanism. I love to travel, so I get out and I travel. I love doing these puzzles, so I started buying puzzles and doing puzzles so find something that you love to do to get out of that traumatic place that you may be in and do something that will lift your spirits, that will make you smile. Reach out to others. Preferably, they will reach back to you. If you know somebody that's been through something traumatic, don't be that friend that don't check on them. Be a genuine friend or family member. Check on them. See how they're really doing. Invite them out to do something sometimes to help them break the monotony of their rewired brain. Y'all be blessed. I hope and pray that you enjoy this episode. I hope that you will tune back in for what's coming next. And please share this podcast to the ones that you love, even the ones you might not. It may help somebody along the way. If you don't mind, if you're listening to this on Spotify, please drop a rating on each podcast that you listen to. If you hadn't checked out the Positivity Podcast, please go listen to that episode. You can always find me on TikTok. Under Queen V, V like Veronica, underscore crochet, underscore travel, underscore mo, M-O. And you can definitely drop me a comment on a video or you can send me an inbox. Y'all be blessed. Be positive. Spread love. Spread positivity. Until next time, I'll see you later.